Well, I want to ask you to take your Bibles this morning. You may have a Bible that you brought with you, a pew Bible, a mobile device. We're going to be reading out of Paul's letter to the church at Rome in chapter 16. Romans is the first of um, Paul's letters that we have in the New Testament, not necessarily written, but Paul's 13 letters are arranged in their length. So Romans is the largest or longest, and Philemon is the shortest. So you find the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and then the history book of our New Testament, Acts, and then you'll find Romans. We're continuing to talk about some of the women of the New Testament. So this morning in chapter 16, we meet someone by the name of Phoebe. It's the only time that she is referenced in the New Testament. So let's hear these short words that Paul has to say regarding Phoebe. Romans 16, verse 1. I commend to you our sister Phoebe, a servant, or you could translate that a deacon or a deaconess of the church in Cancrea. I ask you to receive her in the Lord in a way worthy of the saints and to give her any help that she may need from you. For she has been a great help to many people, including me. Sisters and brothers in Christ, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, occasionally I will have someone who will call me or see me. And they're looking for someone to do some repair work around the house. They've got a problem which, with their HVAC system, heating or air. They've got a plumbing issue, an electrical issue. They need some, some sort of repair work uh, done to the structure of the house, some painting. And I'm sure you have this happen to you as well. They'll ask me, well, tell me, who, who do you use? Tell me who you have used in the past that has done good work for you. In fact, this past week I had someone that asked me about an air conditioning person. Who do you use? So I gave them the person's name and telephone number, and then I said, as I often do, and I'm sure you do the same perhaps, I said, tell this person that I sent you. So it's kind of a recommendation. It's a commendation of the individual to whom I'm sending this person. This individual will do a good job for you. It's also sending a signal to the repair person. Hey, I'm sending you someone I think that you'll appreciate having their business. Or perhaps you have been someone in the past, or maybe you're currently doing this, you're applying for a job. Or you're applying for an academic program of study, or you're applying for a scholarship and you need someone to write you a letter of reference. You need someone to write you a letter of recommendation so you find someone that you feel knows something about your work history or your academic background or your giftedness or your character or your integrity and you say, will you write me a letter of recommendation? Well, that's a little bit about what's going on here. This is what's taking place in this text with Paul commending Phoebe to the church at King Creed. Now, apparently, Paul is entrusting to Phoebe this letter. 
This letter that he wrote, one of the most important letters that he ever wrote to any of the churches or individuals, he's entrusting this letter to Phoebe to carry to the church of Rome. Now keep in mind, we're living in the day and age back then. There's no automobile. There's no airplane. There's no bus. There's no train. You walk or you ride an animal of burden. Now, now they did have ships back then, of course. But, you know, you're entrusting a letter to an individual, a very important letter that you're wanting to communicate to the church at Rome. This is a church that Paul's never personally visited. But he wants to go to Rome. And in fact, Paul knows some of the individuals who now live there in Rome. He has known them at other occasions, at other locations. They have now moved to Rome. Undoubtedly, he's told Phoebe about some of these people. In fact, if you keep reading in verses 3 through 16 of Romans chapter 16, it's just one long greeting after another. Tell so-and-so I said hello. That's what Paul's doing here. So undoubtedly, he's told Phoebe about some of these people that have moved to Rome. But by the same time, Paul is wanting to assure the church in Rome of the kind of person that Phoebe is. He's wanting to commend her to them by way of her carrying this letter. So in verse 2, Paul writes about Phoebe. Phoebe. He says, receive her in the Lord in a way worthy of the saints and to give her any help that she may need from you. So this is a commendation about Phoebe to the church at Rome. Paul uses in this text three words. He uses three words or, or three descriptive titles of Phoebe. And I want us to draw from those words this morning because I think they tell us and suggest to us a little bit about what it means to be a deacon and to serve as a deacon. Paul, first of all, writes that Phoebe is our sister Phoebe. She is our sister, Phoebe. Now, while it's assumed that a deacon is a believer and a follower of Jesus, while it's assumed that a deacon is an authentic follower of Christ, of the Christian faith, I think it's fair game this morning to affirm and reiterate that reality and that fact this morning. We expect in our congregation, and I think this would be the case for any church, we expect our deacons to be Christians. We expect our deacons to be authentic followers of Jesus. And if they're believers in Jesus, that makes them brothers and sisters in Christ, which means, hey, we're a part of the family of God, and we have one heavenly Father. But just because you're a brother and sister in Christ doesn't mean that you are necessarily a mature brother or sister in Christ. If you read in 1 Timothy chapter 3, we're going to read part of this text a little bit later in our service today, Paul gives a job description. He starts out in chapter 3 giving a job description of your bishop or your pastor. And then he moves on into giving a job description about deacons. And in verse 10, Paul writes that they, meaning deacons, must first be tested. 
and then if there is any and then if there is nothing against them let them serve as deacons now, now what does Paul mean about let them first be tested well I think the expectation is that we are not electing deacons in this congregation or any congregation who are neophytes in the faith they're not novices they're not rookie Christians we're not selecting those individuals because we think that they will think as we do as they're considering certain issues. We're not electing these deacons because, well, that's one person that I happen to know, know who they are. We're not electing deacons and selecting them based on popularity. We're not selecting deacons in an attempt to get them more deeply involved in the life of the church. I mean, if they're not already deeply involved in growing and maturing as Christians and involved in the life of the church, why do we want them? Why are we going to elect them in the first place? We are prayerfully selecting people as deacons who are fellow brothers and sisters in Christ who have already demonstrated a devoted life of service to Jesus. They are people whom we see who are spiritually mature. They are actively growing in their faith such that when we see them, we see the hands and the feet of Jesus. We hear the voice of Jesus. We experience the attitude and the spirit and the heart of Jesus. When Paul commends Phoebe, he calls her our sister Phoebe. And the assumption is she is a fellow believer in Jesus and she is growing and maturing in her faith. We want deacons who are growing and maturing in their faith. But I want you to also know that Paul keeps going, and he calls Phoebe a servant, or a deacon, or a deaconess. That Greek word is diakonos. Now, we don't know whether at this point in the church at King Crea, we don't know if the office of deacon or deaconess is an official, formalized title and place of service by this point. By the way, King Crea is a little town not too far from Corinth. But regardless, we do know that Paul is showing a deep trust in Phoebe to deliver this letter based on what seems to be a demonstrated life of service. Now, what does that word diakonos mean? Deacon, servant. Well, it does mean one who serves. It means one who ministers to, one who cares for. It can mean one who waits on. It's interesting that the two words, diakonos, dia, that first word in the Greek means thoroughly. The other word, many scholars believe, comes from a Greek word, konis, K-O-N-I-S, which means dust. So a deacon is somebody who, as he or she is moving about in the daily task of what they do, they are thoroughly shaking off the dust as they go about in their work, in their community, in their family. They're shaking off the dust in doing service in ministry for God. So, you know, really all of our deacons, not just the ones who are being ordained this morning and or installed, but all of our deacons, really, don't you think all of us 
Don't you think God's called all of us is to embrace that spirit of kicking up the dust thoroughly as we move about in our lives with our families, with our friends, with our neighbors, in our civic clubs, in the community organizations in which we serve, on the athletic teams that we coach or that we play on. Don't you think the invitation is for us to thoroughly shake up the dust in such a way as we move about to serve in the name of the one who came to be a servant, even Jesus our Lord? Paul calls Phoebe a diakonos, somebody who is going about in her daily life shaking up the dust in service to God. Well, the last thing that Paul calls Phoebe here, you, you really have to kind of dig to find it in verse 2. Paul writes, for she has been a great help to many people, including me. Now, the phrase great help is actually one Greek word. And that Greek word is prostatus. Prostatus. It's a word which you can translate to mean leader, guardian, a patron or a patroness, in this, in this case with Phoebe. It can be translated protector or chief. It can even be translated as president. Paul acknowledges that Phoebe has been a guardian leader of her local congregation at King Crea. Who knows? Phoebe may even be the chair of the deacons at King Crea Baptist Church or United Methodist Church or whatever. Perhaps Phoebe has had occasions where Paul has witnessed in the past where she's spoken out in love as a guardian and protector of that congregation against some threat, some heresy that may have moved in that direction. In fact, later on in chapter 16, Paul addresses a heresy that he wants the church at Rome to be careful about. Maybe Phoebe has gone out of her way to assist a friend or some neighbor with some material or spiritual need. It could even be the case that Phoebe has led her local church to prayerfully consider what ministries that God is leading them to embrace as a community of faith. Now, you need to know this. This afternoon, from the hours of 2 until 5 o'clock, your deacons are going to be exercising a prostatus function. They're going to be exercising a guardian leadership function in this congregation. This afternoon between 2 and 5 o'clock in a deacon and staff retreat, your deacons are going to be, hint, hint, engaged in prayerful discernment. This afternoon, your deacons are going to be invited to, hint, hint, paying attention to where God is at work around us. Boy, that sounds like experiencing God, doesn't it, Beth? Beth Thompson, our associate pastor, 
is leading a group on Wednesday night of experiencing God by Henry Blackaby. God is always at work around you. And God invites us to join him in what he's doing. Your deacons this afternoon are going to be prayerfully paying attention, hint, hint, to those ways that we can join that divine conspiracy of sharing in God's kingdom work. I'm teaching that book by Dallas Willard, The Divine Conspiracy, with about 30 people on Wednesday evenings as well. In fact, we're really blessed to have Eddie Hammett, who is our Cooperative Baptist Fellowship of North Carolina Church and Leadership Coach, to lead us in this endeavor. And Eddie, welcome this morning. Eddie is worshiping with us in our 940 service. He has coached us on two occasions as a congregation and is returning today to coach our deacons and staff as we think a little bit about what's the Spirit's tug and push and pull? What's the Spirit trying to say to us as a community of faith? And then, not that we're going to make any final decisions today, but we look forward to sharing with you in the future. What is it that we sense that God is leading us towards the future. By the way, there's one thing I haven't told you this morning. I haven't told you what the name Phoebe means. The name Phoebe means bright or radiant. Bright or radiant. So here's my prayer this morning for our deacons, our staff, really for our, our entire congregation. But specifically for our deacons, my prayer is may all of our deacons, brothers and sisters in Christ, be those bright and radiant servants, diakonos, who continue to kick up the dust of servanthood in our church, in our community, and be the guardian leaders that help us chart that path of a continued future story of missional engagement, not just in this church, but in our community and in our world. Amen.